Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. I shall do my level best to answer them. Now, I have got some that have already been asked. So if you um, haven't got any questions, then that's that's absolutely fine. I'm going to assume everything's working in terms of the audio and all that stuff. Um, short of holding up a sign saying, is the audio working? Which, if I'd planned, I could have actually had one. I could go and laminate you, couldn't I? Oh, here we go. Hope you had a great week off. Yeah, um, <clears throat> God, I didn't do much slash anything for the week off. Um, the children had stuff on. I wanted to. I desperately wanted to go away, but uh, the children had stuff on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then then it was bank holiday Thursday, Friday. So, um, but um, anyway, we're looking for the summer holiday, maybe doing something. But uh, there you go. Um, but yeah, I hope you had a good week off as well, Corinne, um, or at least a weekend off, or at least a long weekend. Um, so I've got a question here, if if you don't mind. I, oh, look, I can heart that. I'm going to heart that. There you go. I like that comment. Um, can we remove a lipoma via liposuction? So short answer is yes. We can remove a lipoma via liposuction, but you've got to ask yourself what is the it's it's quite a sort of niche indication for it because liposuction equipment is expensive liposuction equipment requires more um anesthetic so i wouldn't do liposuction under, under a pure local anesthetic so that would require either local insulation or a general anesthetic so that's a bit more of a bigger deal um so it would you've got to ask yourself why you haven't you done so i haven't done it very often to be honest with you but thinking about it, the times i have done it i can think of one time in particular was a very large lipoma on a shoulder and the problem with doing it by excision by cutting it out would have been that i'd have given a big scar on the shoulder and the shoulder is a very bad place for a scar it's got a high risk of hypertrophic scarring so that was in a bad place for a scar and it was very big so you know that, that those are the sort of um i guess if you're thinking why would you remove a lipoma by liposuction i guess if it's very big in a bad place for a scar i guess that would be the the criteria thinking about it on the on, on the hoof what are the criteria for removing a liposuction uh, uh lipoma by liposuction i mean the standard way of removing a lipoma a lipoma for those of um us that don't know i say us i do so you um is a fatty lump basically it's a lump it's a it's a, it's a benign uh lump of fat which is in a, an area so it's a it's a lump underneath the skin and and they can be annoying and normally you would just um cut it and and take it out and uh and that they're relatively simple to to uh, to remove well I mean, they can sometimes be a bit more difficult, but anyway, we won't get into that because that's my problem. So I don't want you to worry about it. Okay, let's just say they're very easy to remove. But um, 
but the normal way of removing is by cutting them out but you can remove them by liposuction in certain circumstances the 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 uh, thing about liposuction i guess the two things are it'd be a bit more expensive and also it would um not allow you to take to, to send it in histology so um you'd probably want to be pretty sure that it was benign and what have you so you might want some imaging prior to um removing it by liposuction although of course imaging will not necessarily 100 percent tell you that it's benign but it can give you an idea and so if there's any worrying or suspicious features you might be a bit um a bit uh cautious about it and might, might want to biopsy or something at first bex is in the house bex how you doing uh where was you last week i was i tell you what bex i was on holiday last week but um i didn't do anything so i arguably i could have could have done it but do you know what it's like when you're on holiday it's like when people say um oh they want to go back to work and say look i don't do much you know after surgery i don't do much at work but it's just the fact that you're getting in your clothes for work and you're getting your kind of, even if you don't do much it's a big deal and i find that about it on the tuesday i get you know so that's why I, I did i said to them I'll, you know cancel it on tuesday because i thought i might be a bit stressed about it you know <laughs> I might think, oh God, I've got to remember my Facebook Live. So um, so I didn't do it last Tuesday, but I was actually here. I wasn't actually, I wasn't all the way. Um, so I, I guess I could have done it, but um, but I just thought, no, I don't know what I did in the end. I do, I think I watched a film with my son. Yeah, that was a bit, a bit on the edge. 15 it was, but I mean, he's, I mean, the authorities watching, he's 14, you know, it's a 15, but. Honestly, embarrassing. In in several in several places, and I thought, is that fifteen? I mean, what's an eighteen? What's the criteria for eighteen? Because as far as I'm concerned, anyway, that's what I did. Um, so, uh, Bex, what you got? My daughter has a massive one on her hand. What a lipoma on her hand? I mean, you can I say it like that. You can get a lipoma anywhere on the body, so it's not that. It's not on. It's not outside the realms of possibility, but it's an unusual place for it, Bex. Um, oh, it's a lump. So, I mean, there's lots of reasons for a lump on the hand. Now, a, a lump on the hand, probably my, my go-to, my number one, Bex, would be a, a ganglion. Is it around a joint? So if it's around one of the joints, then a ganglion would probably be the, 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 the first one. Or it could be a lump on the tendon or one of the pulleys that the tendons are, um, are held under. So um, I think lipoma wouldn't be high on my list of that, but not, not outside the realms. Um, I'm okay, lol, good to relax. Yeah, it's okay here with us now. Yes, I am. Lorena, love you big time, Lorena. I'm going to see you tomorrow. I hope you're well. Ganglion, ganglion. Yeah, back, the ganglion, if it's on a joint ganglion, difficult to remove that one, Bex. Okay. Well, not difficult to remove, Um back of hand so is it like here dorsal on the on the back of the wrist um uh, not difficult to remove so much as difficult to remove and not make it come back again that's the problem with ganglions they can come back again because they're little pulsion pulsion diverticular of the joint they're a little outcropping of the joint and they can come back again traditional is, a, is the bible people talk about hitting it with a bible to make it burst but they can come back again so yeah Tricky one. Corinne, but that was awkward. I've got to be honest with you, Corinne. It was awkward. It was awkward. I mean, there was frank, um, should we say romantic episodes in the film? 
as well as violent episodes in the film. And um, I was cringing. I don't know what I don't know what he has been exposed to. I might sound like a bad father there, but I, you know, I don't. I don't know. Maybe he thought it was all right, but I was. But I just think twelve is a bit too. You know, because my other son's eleven, so obviously I watched twelves with him. But I thought because I was just it was just me and hit me and the fourteen year old because the other one was on a sleepover. I thought let's uh, let's watch this. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, it was as well, which I thought was. Um, I thought you know he's quite. I thought he's quite sort of um, sort of childish, not childish, but you know. And it just shows you how wrong you can be. So be careful out there, guys. If you're going to watch a 15 with your 14 year old, be careful because it could be orcs. It certainly was for me. Um, what have you got, Bex? Yes, I'm back. Uh, my mum used to say bank a heavy book on it. Yeah, that's it. It's a the buy for some. I don't know why. Yeah, heavy book it would do. It doesn't have to be a bible. Um, Gainer, what you got, Gainer? I worked with you many moons ago in the NHS. I am considering breast reduction surgery by you and only you. Oh my God, could you explain how implants could be used? What I perceive as better aesthetics? Yes. So, Gainer, good to see you again. Look at that, many moons ago in the NHS. Those are the days, eh? Um, so, Gainer, I don't know. I've got a question about this here. So, here we go. This one here might have been from you. Can I have breast reduction and breast implants? That might be yours. So, um, I'll tell you, Gainer, let's keep it simple. Let's strip it back. Strip it back to first principles, right? Breast. Two things can be wrong with it. Size, shape. Size can be too big or too small. Shape can be too droopy. So two options for size. As I'm talking, I'm picturing, if there's any graphic designers out there, I'm picturing a, an infographic, an you know, I'm picturing it as I'm talking. I need to make a note of this because <laughs> this is gold, right? This is the whole of cosmetic breast surgery done, right? Too big, too... If you want to be a plastic surgeon doing breast, this is all you need to ask your patients. Is it a problem with the size or the shape or both? If it's a problem with the size, are they too big or too small? If it's a problem with the shape, well, that's only one thing. It's too droopy, basically. So... Um, so what we got? So um, I, had the, I did have the algorithm before. The algorithm before, Corinne, is similar. <laughs> it's a problem, Corinne. You may have too off. The algorithm before was lift with implants. The algorithm before I was talking about was a bit different because I have got another algorithm in my head. Again, we haven't got that one out either. But this is a different one. So this is um, so this is so 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 um, Gaina, What I'm thinking, if you want a breast reduction, you, your breasts are too big. Um, and and the shape is usually a problem as well. They're usually too droopy. So therefore, it's a breast reduction. That's that's what you need. Maybe it is actually Corin. Maybe maybe it is. Maybe I'm gonna do, I'm gonna I might fall into the, that same algorithm. But uh, but so in terms of on paper gainer, you need a breast reduction. That's it. Full stop. You do not need implants. The reason people need implants if their breasts are too small. So implants when you strip it back, are good at making the breast bigger. So if you if you say, what do you think of the size? You say, I'm too big. That's it. You're out of the implant arena. You're not in the implant arena. You're in the breast um, 
you're either you're either saying they're okay and they're droopy, in which case you need a breast lift, or you're saying they're they're yeah, they're, they're too big and they're droopy, in which case you need a breast reduction. So implants are not in the arena. However, people do talk about implants in the same terms as, as, as terms of having a breast reduction, and the reason for that is that the when you have a breast reduction, you have to be aware of the shape that you can achieve. Because whilst it is always up here when you first have it done, it's always like they're underneath your chin, which you might like, they always settle. And they always settle to have a bit of a concavity in the upper pole. And when people talk about having a boob job or having, you know, breast surgery, having their breasts sort of done or whatever, they have this image in their mind of what a pert pair of breasts looks like. And having a breast lift or a breast reduction does give you a pert set of breasts but it gives you a pert set of natural breasts. And natural breasts, when you take your bra off, have not got a, a, a convexity in the upper pole. They are not full in the upper pole. When you take your bra off, natural breasts will settle to have that sort of shape. That sort of shape to the nipple, and then, then so concavity at the top, then convexity at the bottom. That's a natural shape of a breast. And what people have in their mind when they talk about having their breasts done uh, is the image in their mind of breast implants. Breast implants can give you that sustained fullness in the upper pole, that, that, uh, that uh, convexity in the upper pole. So you have to be prepared. If you're having a breast reduction, yes, they'll be lifted, but the shape will be natural. And, you know, that's why I will show you, so, show you photos and say, look, what do you think? That's the shape. And, and you might say, look, um, that's fine. Or you might say, hold on a minute, look a bit droopy to me. I'm like, well, they're not droopy. That's what the best look like. Look at the before and after. They're significantly less droopy than they were before. But the shape does settle in the upper pole. And I've got to be honest, this is out of a bra. So in a bra, you can push them up and you do all sorts. But out of a bra, you've got to be happy with that shape. Now, if you're really not happy with the shape, some people do talk about using implants just to give shape. And as I say, in a purest sense, I think implants are really good at the size. That's the main reason for having implants for the size, because they're too small. I wouldn't take on the risks of implants just for shape personally, but people do. So people do talk about putting the implants in to give that fullness in the upper pole. So if you're really not going to be happy with that, you can use implants to go, to give, as you say, better aesthetics. Um, but the problem is you're running into potential risks when you use implants rippling, feeling the edge, seeing the edge, malposition, them not sitting right, uh, capsular contracture in the future, ALCL, very rare cancer associated with implants, breast implant illness. There's all sorts of potential risks. Now, they're not, they're quite low, the risks, but they're, they're there and you have to know about them. Um, and the other problem with implants in this circumstance is that the implants will make your breast bigger and you are having a breast reduction. So you don't want your breast to be bigger. So therefore, what you have to do is you have to over-reduce the breast in order to replace some of that volume with implant in order to give you a shape and i've always said i don't feel good about that personally i mean we can talk about it on a one one by one basis but i would say to you i wouldn't particularly recommend it i wouldn't take out healthy breast tissue and then replace it with implant i think if you're unhappy with the um, size then implants yes will make it bigger and you've got the shape benefits as well but to have them just for the shape benefits and actually to remove healthy breast tissue um, and then replacing it with implant, 
So I think what it needs getting at is a discussion, basically, about whether you're going to be happy with the shape that can be achieved with the breast production. Um, and we're going to get that that um, infographic done because it's golden. I think you'll agree. I mean, I've made it so clear there. Um, I think it needs to be. I think we need to uh, move forward with that because that uh, I'm sure does make it uh, crystal. So I hope that's been uh, crystal. Um, but be lovely to see you again, Gainer. And uh, by all means, um, yeah, come on, we can have a, we can rap about it. Um, my 27 and 23 year old daughters won't watch with me. Well, you're lucky, Bex, because you won't be subjected to what I had to go through. Uh, droopy, size, too big, too droopy. Yeah, that's usually so that definitely will make them less big and less droopy. The question is, will they make them less droopy enough? Will the droopy improvement be enough for you? That's the big question. You drew it out for us. I did, Bex. And you know what, Bex? I've lost that piece of paper. But if someone finds that piece of paper in my office one day, you know, in years to come, that'll be worth a lot of money because that'll be the original of this thing that all, you know, everyone will be using in years to come. And then, crikey, that's that guy. That guy that used to do that thing on Facebook and Instagram and all that. And he used to just, he drew it out. And that's the flipping... We need a name for it. That's the thing. We need a name for it. I have to think about that. Size, droop, dry, dries, the dries, soos, soup, soup. Yeah, size and droop, soup. The soup equation. Soup. I shouldn't be I shouldn't be verbalizing this because this is all copywriting stuff, guys, because this is I should be making an over <laughs> and talking to my people about it because uh honestly this could this could be the start of something big. Um anyway, um I'm losing control. What's happening? Too big, too if you got that, drew it out for specs. You will have enough breast tissue to use. No implant. There you go, Bex says no implant. Jane, good evening. Jane, good evening. How are you? Portugal number one fan. Jane is my number one fan in Portugal. And that's saying something, Jane, because there's a lot of those Portuguese out there who are big fans of me. So, uh, Jane, do you remember the Portuguese? Who was the Portuguese? Do you remember the Portuguese? Who remember, you remember the Portuguese? What was that? That was on, um, on Big Brother or something. Anyway, lovely to see you, Jane. Hope you're doing well. Lovely to see you here. Wonderful of technology that we can all be here together. Um, I want tiny when I have mine with free nipple graft. Mine have turned under now, nipple, due to weight loss. They are flat. I have to roll them up to get them in bra. Whoa. Whoa. Gainer, thanks for that. Uh, really help. I just need that clarifying. And implants are not part of my plan anyway. Yeah, I wouldn't go down there, Gainer, personally. Bex, how soon is best to have a consultation to decide on reduction. Our consultation is free. Um, you can have a consultation whenever you want, Bex, um, because if you want to lose weight and stuff, you don't charge for follow-ups. So are consultations free? No, they're not. But what you, you pay for the first one, basically, and then all subsequent ones will be free. So you pay one fee, and then that covers everything. Um, call it the clinic passport. Another thing that I wanted to... To run with but i don't know how well we run with that actually yeah rather than calling it a consultation we call it the clinic passport because you um but anyway yeah so yeah you pay for the first one base uh so much going on up there 
we got the clinic passport, we got the soup, the soup equation, honestly. Uh, hi, Donna, good to see you. Uh, Jane remembers that drawing. There you go. I don't. Was it like a, I can imagine, I can envisage it. God knows where it is. Probably, probably fallen into enemy hands. What's going on in uh, Instagram world? Oh, God, I've, you've got the algorithm before. What is Seroma after Tummy Tuck? Seen a few posts saying they've had this. Uh, like our Sarah. So seroma after tummy tuck. Seroma is wound fluid. So if you are um, interested in this sort of thing, uh, like our Sarah, if you have, I suppose it's a bit late by the time you've had your tummy tuck, but if, anyway, if, if you, when you have your tummy tuck or your surgery, you'll, I mean, personally I use drains, which got tubes, which go into bottles and blood comes out from the drain, which is like red. And then after a day or so, it turns into this yellow stuff, which is wound fluid. You know, like when you graze yourself, and you get that yellow stuff and it gets all crusty. Yeah, that, that's serous fluid, that's wound fluid, that's fluid that's created by the wound. Um, and the problem with the tummy tuck is there's a space. See, that's that's the problem. That's why seroma is a problem with, with tummy tucks um, because there's a space, there's a dead space because we when we do the tummy tuck, we take a big bit of your, your lower abdomen away but we cannot close your abdomen without undermining. So we have to undermine all the way up to your rib cage, um, not only to, to to release the skin so we can close it, but also so we can repair the um, six pack, the rectus muscles. So that creates a space, and the, the worry is that the fluid is going to collect in that space, and that is what a seroma is. So when you have a tummy tuck there's a risk of seroma and seroma is like fluid sloshing about and it's just watery fluid it's not blood so blood's a hematoma blood will happen the day of the operation blood happens earlier on the hematoma it's it's a, a few days or a few a week or so afterwards and the problem is when you drain a seroma it can come back again because the space is there <clears throat> and it can come back again it's one of the main reasons actually that i use a uh, i use drains i still use drains i'm trying to go away from it uh, um, as i think it's quite used it's quite um, um it's quite normal for people to be moving away from drains but uh, tummy tucks is one that i still personally do use drains although I'm, I'm quilting now and trying to reduce my drain usage but still i do use it for tummy tucks because because of that space because we need to get we need to let that space heal and stick down so because once the wound fluid collects there, there's always a space. So we can put a needle and drain the fluid off. It's not that difficult to treat a seroma. We just do it in the clinic. You just put a needle in and, and, and drain it off. And often the sensation of the skin is abnormal. So putting a needle in and draining it off, it doesn't actually hurt that much. But because the space there, it can collect again. And you can be back in the clinic the following week and we have to drain it off again. And so it can be a nuisance. It's not a disaster, but it can be a nuisance. And it's a risk with tummy tucks. And it's just basically wound fluid collecting in the space. I won't be too worried about it if you're getting a tummy tuck. It's a, it's, a, it's a nuisance complication rather than a, a, a sort of significant thing. It's rarely a significant thing. Um, looking forward to seeing you tomorrow for my mummy makeover consultation. The Mara Diaries is in the house. Can't wait, the Mara. Five and a half hours round trip. I hope you have coffee. We have coffee. Listen, Mara, we we have coffee. Come on. Do you think we don't have coffee? Hey, eh? I got five and a half hours in the clinic. All right, we need coffee. You and I both. We'll have a coffee waiting for you. Don't worry. Abs. Hey, I was wondering how long after baby do you have to wait to have a tummy tuck? Um, not so much to have, but um, you. I would advise abs a year. Six months is the minimum. A year is the 
<laughs> a year is the um is is advised so six months is a minimum a year is advised so i advise a year anyway some people will do it after six months but i think you you're still getting on your feet and you have a six-month-old child as well so i think it can be difficult with six months um because you, you're you're getting on your feet your tummy might still be recoiling and things so um you you six months to a year i think uh uh, a year, I think, is better. I know some some people want to have it done sooner because uh, they're on maternity leave and stuff like that. So we can discuss that. But uh, but a year is probably where I will be going. Um, right. Remember that drawing? Fluid serum. Thank you. Please can I ask if blood loss is ever so severe that a blood transfusion is needed? Yes, it is, Donna. Very rarely. I'm trying to think how many times I've transfused somebody. Um I mean, in my life, I mean, for cosmetic surgery, it's going to be less than, it's going to be fingers of one hand. Um, you know, it happens very rarely. So, so if someone has a hematoma, I mean, it's not that, I, I guess in the scheme of things, it's not that uncommon. It can happen. Uh, someone, so it's got to be a bigger op, something like a bigger breast reduction than a tummy tuck. It's got to be that sort of op. You know, it's not like a breast augmentation. It'd be very rare to me to transfer you someone having a breast augmentation breast lift very rare but a breast a big breast reduction a big tummy tuck particularly if they bleed have a hematoma afterwards you might look at uh, at suggesting a blood transfusion but it's not that common ella hello it's me now who is this ella? right i hope it, this ella is not who i think it is because if it is i'm going to be having words but if it's someone else, then um, Bex, do you still doing surgery? When you're doing surgery in Birmingham again, Bex, I've got to be honest with you. Can you see this? See these bags on my eyes? I've been up to Liverpool. Just gone Monday, Tuesday. Just got back today. In fact, I had to lie down when I got home. Um, right, can I block this person? This is... Uh, Right. Anyway, it's going to ignore. Right. Um, so yes, I am still doing surgery in Liverpool. Um, I don't. Bec, I tell you, tell you something, Bex. Don't hold your breath. I would love to be doing surgery in um, in Birmingham again, but the hospitals are not giving us consistent theatre space to the extent that we are pretty much just doing it in Liverpool now. Um, and I don't know when, when, if, when we'll be doing it in Birmingham again. I don't know what's going to happen to the whole fabric, the whole uh, way of of providing private health care. It might, might change. I don't know. It might not. But certainly, they don't seem to be very um, focused on on plastic surgery, and it's it has been extremely hard to get into hospitals. So, I don't know. Um, my breast reduction will be massive. Well, we can do massive ones at um, Liverpool, Bex. We can do massive ones, but um, but um, but yeah. So, but if you want Birmingham, don't hold your breath. Who knows? It might come back. Yeah, doing great. Right? Who is Ella? Uh, I don't know, Bex, but I'm going to find out. <laughs> right. Um, so. Corinne's got a golden drink passport. Yes, you have, Corinne. Faux show. Uh, yeah, love a coffee. Thank you for explaining. You're very welcome. 
Um, thumbs up from abs. All right, trying to. Uh, hi, Mike. How are you? <laughs> oh God. Right. Oh God. Sorry. Nice to see you. Um, I'm I'm doing very well, thank you. Um, so right, Ella's putting a smile on your face. Yes. Right. Um, what we got? All right, I got a question. Come on, let's do the question. Yes, blocked her now. I haven't blocked her. I can't block her. How do I block her? I don't know how to block her. She's on she's on YouTube, you see. Don't know how to block her, Ella. Hmm. Anyway. Another word. Um, what is the difference between a mini tummy tuck and a full tummy tuck? Good question. So um, the difference is a mini tummy tuck is a smaller operation than a full, less scarring less downtime, less complications, less cost. So a lot of people, maybe not a lot of people, but people do come to surgery um, saying, can I have a mini tummy tuck? I've got to be honest, not many people are candidates for a mini tummy tuck. And because although it is all those things for sure, it's also less skin removed and less of an operation. And I think there's a lot of... Uh, people who want less downtime and less risks and less scarring. Well, to be honest with you, I do. I want less downtime, less risk, less scarring, less complications. I, I love it. You know, that's why, you know, I'd love it. This, these non-surgical stuff where you just put the thing on and cool the fat and heat the fat and all that sort of stuff. Brilliant. No, you know, down, downsides less, but the problem is, you know, in life, there's a balance, and the less the downside, the less the upside. And so, you know, it's all very well wanting all those things, which 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 are which are noble to want, but you've got to accept that it's less skin removed and less less of a result. So, the main difference, tangible difference, from a mini tummy tuck and a full, is a mini tummy tuck only has one scar in the lower abdomen. There is no scar around the belly button, and the scar is shorter than a full tummy tuck. So. It's usually in the same sort of place as a cesarean section, but it's longer than a cesarean section, but it's shorter than a full. A full tummy tuck goes from hip to hip, and a full tummy tuck gives you a scar around the belly button. And the big difference is that for a full tummy tuck, all of the skin from your belly button down to your uh, pubic area is removed. And then we tunnel up to the rib cage, as I say, and then pull it down. So then we can repair the rectus muscle, repair the six-pack muscles, and we can contour the whole abdomen. Um, with a mini tummy tuck, we don't do anything past the belly. We don't. We leave the belly button alone, basically. So you just take a, a lips of skin um, above the, the the pubic area. If you've got a cesarean scar, sort of above there. If it's, if people got like a bulge above the cesarean scar. It's good for that. It could, it's just good for flattening that out. But you're pulling down, and the belly button is sort of a fixed point. So you don't get above the belly button. So you can't repair the muscles, and you can't do anything to the skin above the belly button. So any laxity of skin above the belly button, any laxity of the skin to the sides of the abdomen um, on the front, you can't really tighten that. So it's really just for a bulge above the, um, of the cesarean scar or above the pubic area. So it's a limited tightening, but less scarring, less downtime, etc. Um, so it's about, you know, what, what's best for you, really. Um, 
Well, I know. Also, extended tummy tuck or JJ don't like 360. It's not that I don't like Bex. It's that it's quite a high complication rate for the 360. <clears throat> so it's very, it's just a, a spectrum. So you mini, I guess you got your non-surgical on one end of the spectrum where you, you know, no surgery at all, just put stuff on your tummy and destroys the fat somehow with the heat or the fat or the radio frequency or the cold or whatever. Um, to one um, by Ella, thanks for coming. Um, so um, through to a 360, which is going all the way around. So um, it's a spectrum. <clears throat> and a 360 is a much bigger scar because it goes all the, you know literally circumferential around the abdomen um, and um, and um, and it has got more complication rates and, and, and more downtime etc um, so it is a big deal so it's I think only certain people are really candidates for a 360 um, but in the right candidate you know great um, because it really does contour the whole it goes all the way around the sides and around the back um, beautifully said thanking you um does the mons get lifted too um i'm very well thank you busy but i'm thankful jonathan good to hear mike um miss sindos hi um to a degree you're limited what you can do to the mon specs so you can i wouldn't say the mons gets lifted you can try and take some heaviness out of the mons but um if you have got a, a lot of fullness in the mons <clears throat> which is basically the area where the pubic hair is, then that might still be there. And it's really just a question of being aware of it pre-op, because certainly if you've got a big abdominal apron, you might not know that fullness is there on the mons. And so um, and so you have to be aware that it's there and we're limited what we can do to the mons area because we don't want the scar to drift up. Um, lipo yes you can do lipo to the mons which will actually take out that heaviness it won't take out the skin so if there's totic skin if there's a lot of loose stretched skin there got to be careful taking out too much of that um, because we don't want to go too far south so we can do stuff to the mons but um, you know it's it's it is limited what you can do um, I would have I would hate to have flat tummy and massive mons well that's why we need a discussion if you've got a massive mons now bex you might have a flat tummy and maybe not massive mons but a big mons so you know you're better off if, if it is if it is a massive mons um hashtag massive mons um you might have to be prepared for us another operation to tackle the mons because we let limited us how much we can tackle it at the time of the surgery so uh yeah Mike, what have you got? How does surgery work? If one wants to try a skin tag removal in a more private area, or is this a question best asked in your inbox? Either, Mike, it's fine. We can do skin tags anywhere, Mike. We Plastic surgeons are one of those people who operate on any part of the body pretty much. Uh, no, um, so, yeah, doesn't matter where. Uh, that looks like mass, massive emons. Um, but, uh, yeah, get it, let's get it. Uh, let's get it. Um, what's the word? popularized that's not the word but anyway um i'm not down with the kids there is a word isn't there um but yes mike you can in, by all means inbox me or uh, or email us and we can just certainly do skin tag removals any parts of the body no problem at all uh can i have breast reduction and breast implants we've done that earlier 
Um, so yes, you can, but I don't particularly feel it is a good thing. Um, my wife doesn't know, but I'm looking at booking her in for weight loss surgery. How does a one-to-one -one consultation work for this? So Mike, first of all, doesn't work really, doesn't work well if, you, if your wife doesn't know. I don't think she would be um, happy about that. And the doctor would be a bit awkward about seeing someone who didn't know they were coming for a consultation. So I think you have to broach with her at some point. <clears throat> and weight loss surgery is a completely different specialty. It's called bariatric surgery, and it's a subspecialty of general surgery. So I'm a plastic surgeon, so I deal with the sequelae of weight loss surgery. So I do with body contouring, tightening the skin once the weight has been lost. Weight loss surgery, things like gastric bands and sleeves and bypass and all these sorts of things is a completely different specialty in another right. So it's not something that I would do. Um, so you would have to look for a bariatric surgeon. So if you talk to your private hospital, your local private hostel, a bariatric surgeon, then that's the sort of the sort of person you'd want to be um, talking to about that sort of thing. Um, but uh, once he's had the weight loss surgery, then if there was any problems or any uh, issues with loose skin, uh, then that's when she would be seeing a plastic surgeon. So good luck with that. Um, I had a skin tag on my neck. I used a kit off eBay. It killed it and dropped off. Okay, there you go. Uh, Mike Beck's got a kit off eBay. So, uh, and Bex also had a gastric sleeve. And Bex says, tell him to talk to me. So Mike talked to Bex. Bex is on um, Facebook. She's saying you should talk to her because she's had a skin tag removed from a kit off eBay. Uh, I want commission on that eBay kit, by the way. <laughs> I need a referral. I need a referral code for the eBay kit. All right. So anyway, no, it's fine. Um, Mike, I could give Mike info. Bex can give you info, Mike, um, cross-platform. So Mike on Instagram, Bex on Facebook, uh, introduce each other. Um, just, Mike doesn't want the dodgy kit on his genitals, though, Bex. He doesn't trust it. <laughs> Sorry, Bex, he doesn't trust his dodgy eBay kit on his genitals. So uh, anyway, that's fine. It's the gastric sleeve she's talking about, though. She can help with the gastric sleeve and the bariatric, so she's... Um, she's been through it, so she can. There you go. You can hook up with Bex about the. Um, that. Whew, that's a public service here. Yeah, I don't blame you, Mike. I don't blame you. I like that. Um, so, do we offer skin transplants if a tattoo is not suitable for excision? Strictly speaking, um, transplants are wrong word. I mean, might be that's for the plastic surgeons in the house. Hands up your, how many plastic surgeons are watching this, right? Okay, um, so it's um, transplant, trans means sort of across, so from one um, person to another person. So you wouldn't do a skin transplant, you wouldn't take skin off one person, put it on another person. So you, you would do um, you would do a skin graft, a homograft, it would be the same person. So it won't be a transplant. It'll be a graft from, from one place to another place. Uh, slightly semantic, I know. But anyway, so do we offer, skin, let's say, do we offer skin grafts if a tattoo is not suitable for excision? I personally, and this is a, I mean, I personally don't like the thought of doing a skin graft for a tattoo. Now, as plastic surgeons, we've all done a lot of skin grafts because burn surgery is a huge 
part of plastic surgery training and the treatment of burns is skin grafts. So it, we've done a lot of skin grafts and we are very um, familiar with, with using skin grafts. And, you know, skin grafts are a great way to resurface a large area of skin. So if there's a large area that needs resurfacing, classic example being a burn, cancer, something like that, you know, skin grafts are brilliant. But cosmetically, they are not good. And that is the reason that I don't like them for tattoo excision because tattoo to remove normal skin and replace it with skin graft from a cosmetic point of view, in my view, can be a little bit of a disaster. And so that's something that you would need to be aware of if you were thinking of that. And we get a lot of inquiries for tattoo removal. And the vast majority we say no to because they're too big or in a, they're in an area of, of, uh, of the body where, you, you know, there's not enough skin laxity. And you could argue, well, what about skin graft? Well, I do know that my colleagues in the, in the, the clinic, I work with a couple of other plastic surgeons who do feel better about skin grafts and they do think about skin grafts. Now, I know... Um, so, you know, you maybe could talk to one of them, but uh, I'm not a massive fan of it, to be honest with you. Um, and it would have to be some really, like, completely non-cosmetic reason for, for having it removed, like, you know, um, psychological distress, etc. Because if, from a cosmetic point of view, it will be a lot worse to have a skin graft. And the skin's tight, it, the graft might not heal, it can take time for it to, 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 to take, uh, it looks unsightly and it's very, if you don't like the look of it, it's very hard to do anything about it. You know, you're, you're substituting full thing of skin for a graft, which is much thinner and doesn't have the same laxity to it, doesn't have it sort of often dry, uncomfortable. Um, so for me, I, I, I don't, I don't like the concept of it. It, is it an option? Yes, it's an option, but, um, it's not a great one in my book, but as I say, the other plastic surgeons do feel a little bit more better, a little bit more better, oh God, a little bit better about it than I do. Um, and it's something to be discussed. There's no sort of rights or wrong with it. Um, uh, in the eyes of, of facts and factual information, do individuals who have a gender swap surgery, if they have a penis operated on to them, are they still considered a real penis or a fake one? It would be a fake one, Mike. It'd be a fake one, and, and uh, plastic surgeons are often involved in that sort of gender reassignment surgery. So it'd be a bit of tissue from somewhere else, often the arm, use a radial forearm flap, and put it to create a, uh, a a new a new penis. But it would be a bit of tissue from the um, from the arm or from some other part of the body, um, a, a tubed piece of of, of of tissue from somewhere. Um, so. Skin graft. I could be a plastic surgeon. You could, Bex. My husband run over, got run over multiple injuries in his leg, broke in two, had to have skin took from his thigh like a cheese slicer, so thin, and grafted on his lower leg where bone had broke through. Yes. So that is, um, that's a skin graft right there, Bex. Couldn't have explained it better. Take cheese like a cheese slicer, so thin, and grafted it onto your leg. Um, so, yeah, that, that's that's where we are. Um, can I have a tummy tuck and upper blepharoplasty during one procedure? Yes, you can. Um, bit, I, I, is it me or does that feel a bit odd having some sort of delicate upper eyelid procedure and then a tummy tuck? 
but on paper why not a bit like the skin graft and a and a, and a um tattoo removal why not on paper we need a discussion um but yeah i mean if you're having one anesthetic you know i mean upper blepharoplasty is a relatively simple procedure that can be done under a local anesthetic so it'll be relatively easy easy to do it at a different time but you know i, I don't see why not uh, personally i don't do upper blepharoplasty so it wouldn't be me you'd have another surgeon who does both um but i don't do any sort of anti-aging facial aesthetic procedures but um but there are many surgeons who do do tummy tucks. They do do tummy tucks and, and upper blepharoplasties. So I can see no reason not to have um, a tummy tuck and an upper blepharoplasty um, in one go. But not by me. I wouldn't do it, but just because I don't do upper blefs. Oh God, what have we got into here? Watched a guy on TV who lost his penis to blood poisoning, had a penis growing on his forearm. It was very interesting. Yes, that's right. You use a radial forearm for that. Um, Mike, what you got? I mean, I'm, I'm very happy to have comments. Are men able to have a larger one operated onto them? Not onto them, no. You can have it, you can have the penis enlarged. Um, there's different ways of doing it. Not my field, to be honest with you. But there, you can be fat grafting to make the girth wider and they cut ligaments and things to make it longer but then it makes it less i'm not an expert in this mike but um my poor cat had his tail amputated off according yes german guy nearby ran over her time wow we're getting into um we're getting into late night chat now this is late night chat <laughs> the german guy ran over my cat right okay um so woof. I think we're, we, we, we've gone on too late. We're going to um, Graham Torrington's late night, uh, late night live phone in. So I think, I think I've, I'm, I'm impinging on uh, Graham Torrington's territory here. So I, um, I'd like to draw it back to plastic surgery stuff. Arguably, this is still plastic surgery, but it's not my field. Um, so I'm going to go and out. I'll tell you what, I'm going to have a lie down because I've been all over the place. I do like driving though, fortunately. So I've been up and down to the pool. Um, and there you go. Why? <laughs> think? Right. Thank you. That's very kind of you, Bex. Very kind of you. Um, so I'm going to check out. But uh, God willing, I'll be here next week. And uh, until then, stay safe. Eat your greens and. Uh, Gainer, I will be seeing you soon. Call me. Call me, Gainer. Call me. Yeah. We'll sort something out. Um, <laughs> it's not the stream. It's not the stream. Well, Have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.